2050, Sub-Saharan Africa will have a third of the world's people and the continent will exert a growing impact on the world economy, including the global food system. Young Africans will largely determine this impact. But Africa's youth today are not interested in agriculture, a situation that could threaten food security. And young people need lucrative opportunities in agriculture to boost food security. I'm Elizabeth Barrett from Microsafe Consulting, and on today's podcast, I'm excited to speak with Henry Lagat, the Associate Partnerships Officer from Generation Africa, who works to improve youth employment through agriculture. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm Henry Lagat, uh, the Associate Partnerships Officer for Generation Africa. Generation Africa is a thematic platform of the AGRF, supported by various strategic partners and hosted at AGRA. We focus on strengthening the ecosystem, supporting young agripreneurs in Africa, and we have uh, four lines that we focus on. So inspiration, uh, curation and support, uh, ecosystem development, and lastly, research and advocacy. Thank you. Thanks, Henry. One of the challenges in youth and agriculture um, is the fact that young people in sub-Saharan Africa often view agriculture as inefficient, um, doesn't really help them grow socially, and it's technologically uninteresting. And this has led to a situation where the average age of African farmers is 60, despite the median age being 19. Henry is a key market facilitator in Africa. What changes are needed to impact youth employment and empowerment in agriculture? Thank you, Elizabeth. As you see, there's a huge number of youths getting into the job market, yet um, there are not enough opportunities for them to be employed. Um, so there are two issues here. Uh, so number one is that um, the number is set to grow, yet the opportunities are not set to grow. So there's a need for us to rethink on how then do we create these opportunities. Number two, for the ones who are getting into the job market, we are realizing that the skills uh, do not match uh, the demand that is needed, especially from the private sector. So here we recommend that number one, um, we are able to expose these youths um, to some form of attachment so that they're able to learn exactly what the market needs so that even as they go to the job market, then they have the relevant skills. Then number two, in terms of messaging, um, most of our messaging currently is targeted towards production, which is the least attractive face of the value chain. So we really need to review how we perceive opportunities in the agri-value chains and open up other sectors of the value chain so the youths can realize they just don't have to get into production, but they can also do value addition. They can do mechanization. They can offer services you know, uh, through technology, among other things, and earn a living through that. Thank you. That's a really good point because we really need to help youth see agriculture as a business, and I think that will help change the mindset. What do you think are going to be some of the medium and long-term changes that we can see for youth in agriculture? So a lot of things are going to change. Um, so number one, I would like to cover the issue of um, climate change and the way it's going to affect Africa. And this is an opportunity for the youth you know, to get in and practice sustainable farming, which will then ensure that uh, climate change does not affect Africa in a big way. There's also an opportunity for the youth to take part in different parts of the value chain, 
um, be it in transportation, be it in um, mechanization or value addition. And we can see in these uh, activities across the value chain, um, then the returns are more um, as compared to them getting into production. But we need to review the way we message agriculture, not just to focus on production, but rather to at the whole value chain, uh, since production is the least attractive face of the value chain. Um, so a review on how we perceive the opportunities, and this will lead to the youth um, setting opportunities in the value chain. So be it value um, um, value addition, mechanization, or any other part of the value chain. Then number two, there is an um, a need to support this youth for the ones who will get into entrepreneurship. So there is a huge um, importance for them to be supported, not only just to get into uh, agripreneurship, but to be supported through. Um, there are uh, some books that say, you know, out of the first year of agribusinesses, 20% of them fail. In the second year, 30 of them fail. So then we need to see just this uh it's not enough to get them into the businesses but to support them through the businesses then last emerging areas um two emerging areas which you know they we need to consider even as we plan for the entry of youth into this sector so number one um there is a growing population in africa this means the demand for food, not only globally, but also in Africa, will be great. So this represents a huge potential. Uh, but number two, there's a growing um, concern over climate change, which you know will affect um, farming in Africa. And this will cut across all value chains and all you know the opportunities of the value. So we really need to refocus and see even as we get youths into agriculture, then how can we get them to do sustainable farming since uh, they are the ones who will be the early adapters to this? Thank you. Thanks, that's a good reminder of, there's a lot of different opportunities along the entire value chain and some of them are easier to enter as a youth uh, than others, especially on the financial side, which brings me to the next question. Um, banks often turn away farmers because they don't think farming is a viable business or maybe that land is a sufficient source of capital. And we know land is often challenging depending on the country for, for youth to have access to. This also adds to the perception that farming is not an attractive enterprise. Do you have any examples of financial products that are targeted towards youth that have been effective in creating financial access? Um, yes, Elizabeth. Um, so when we look at financial offerings, the youth have had to look for alternative ways of seeking for finances. Um, so before we go back to how they can access uh, loans in the banks, so currently youths really focus their energies on you know doing challenges, doing competition like the go-getters competitions that we usually host annually and um, doing proposals to get grants. This is cause um, using this um, approach, then they don't have to go through the stringent measures and regulations that banked across. But this may not be sustainable and um, 
for future and how we need to get the banks to get into this. So number one, we really need to see how then do we de-risk this year. And in terms of de-risking, uh, number one is giving them the relevant information on how to do you know, good agricultural practices or if it's production or if it's value addition so that they are able to be assured that they'll go through the process successfully. Number two, they also need a lot of training on financing so that they are able to you know, handle the finance as well and be able to pay back the banks. Um, and then number three, you know, the banks only understand one language, you know, they talk of risk, uh, they talk of repayment. So we need to also train the youth to understand that they need to speak the bank's language in order for them to qualify for these loans. Um, as ecosystem players, we also need to focus on things that will enable the banks and will entice them um, to get into the space of lending to the youth. Um, so risk sharing models like, you know, offering guarantees mm -hmm. or uh, partial payments um, for part of these loans. Thank you. Thanks. I think you actually mentioned if, uh, something that leads me to my next question. Um, so there are other obstacles for young women who want to go into farming, um, and that includes access to information and technology. What types of technology are making the biggest impacts in youth job creation today? Technology has really helped the youth, you know, create interest in agriculture. And apparently, as we speak, I think the youth are the leading innovators in the agri space. So some of the things that have been game changers, number one, you know, e-commerce platforms. They've been able to, you know, give real-time data on where goods are needed. Um, they've been able to link the youth to their markets, and they're able to create interest and um, produce for the existing market. Then number two, you know, there are platforms that offer training and capacity building. Uh, so the youths have been able to access most of these trainings. Um, an example is the Go Getters community, which Generation Africa hosts, where we're able to link these youths to um, financiers, um, to mentors, and to an academy, an agripreneurship academy where they're able to get um, training and information on how they can do their business. Then lastly, um, with mechanization, uh, a lot of youths are getting um, the opportunity and the excitement to get into agriculture. Um, an example is we know of a youth who's using drones uh, to do monitoring, to do irrigation, and even soil um, checking. Uh, so technology, number one, is an, is an enabler in terms of the success of the young people's journey, but it also creates interest and opportunities for them. Yeah. Exactly. The, you mentioned youth leader. Any specific projects or youth that you want to call out that have done a, a great job in your point of view? Um, so I'll mention our two winners of the Gold Getters competition last year. Um, so one is Tracy Kimanthi in Kenya. She does 
cooling uh, containers, which you know she uses to uh, help smallholder farmers avoid post harvest losses. Uh, so what she has done, uh, she has come up with a solar uh, container which is placed at retail market so that when goat and uh, beef sellers uh, are unable to sell their produce, they can just easily, you know, um, put the remainder of their stock into this uh, container and leave it for the night. And then the next day they can sell it without losing their price. The second one is uh, Alexander Nshimi, who's from Rwanda, has been able to create, you know, um, a company that does value addition for avocado. Um, so from the region that he's from, he's able to collect um, avocado from very smallholder farmers who are initially unable uh, to find market for the avocados. And through the value addition, he's been able to learn markets in, um, in the in the export so he does exporting uh, probably two or three times a month both great examples so the first one we see lots of opportunities for youth especially on um, the last mile logistics side so that storage component and being able to keep um, the products viable um, so that for transportation i think that's going to be important in the horticultural sector which we see is growing as well and then for a latter example, um, say same issues, there's great opportunities to, to look beyond the borders and, and create new markets. So, and thanks for those two examples. So Henry, we've seen that governments that have effectively promoted farm productivity growth have addressed the rates of property production, higher rates of labor productivity in the non-farm segments of the economy, and expanded employment growth in both food systems and non-farm sectors. Because of the strong growth connections between agricultural productivity and most other sectors of the economy, even non-growth jobs grow faster when agriculture strengthens. And like you mentioned, there's lots of great opportunities for youth on the ends of the value chains. So with so many youth coming into the job sector each year, what is your advice to leaders from the financial sector, the development community, and multilaterals to lay the groundwork for increased entrepreneurship in the agricultural sector? Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, as Generation Africa, we believe there is a need to strengthen the ecosystem. And by strengthening, we mean there is need for more collaboration between actors, the government needs to come in with the proper um, policies and incentives that will not encourage, not only encourage the youth to get into agriculture, but also encourage the rest of the players to involve youth um, as they come up with opportunities. Number two, um, there is a need for the financial sector to, you know, draft and look at um, how then do they handle the youth. Do they need to come with special category of loans or do they need to invest in de-risking the youth and coming up with tools that will help them manage their risks? It's really expensive to do R&D. And as a youth, you cannot, um, you know, they cannot, um, they are not expected to make any mistake because 
a costly mistake will mean you know they're unable to move on with their business and their vision dies with that and probably they won't be able to get more resources to do this so generally what i'm saying is that there is need for more collaboration there is need to look at solutions from an ecosystem perspective so that we avoid um, investments in areas that are oversaturated um, and focus more on how we will um, develop the journey of these agripreneurs from entry to maturity. Henry, how can Generation Africa and others help governments um, really achieve their goals uh, around the youth sector and growth in, in agriculture? So Generation Africa has taken the bold step to ensure that we um, help governments in terms of attaining their targets in job creation, especially in the agri-sector. So how we've managed to do this is that we've been able to do proper scoping of the country to be aware of the interventions that exist um, and the gaps that also exist. And uh, using this currently, we are in a, we're using a model where we do um, an investment plan for the country, which will then advise the flagship program. Last question, Henry. What do you see as the next big thing in the agripreneurship um, space? And how, what can youth do um, to get themselves in the right position to be planned for the future? Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, so there are a lot of emerging and trending issues that are coming on board. Number one is that um, people are learning to live healthy. Um, so in terms of food selection, they would want, you know, to eat healthy and organic um, and, you know, go for, you know, seeds and nutritious um, food. So there's a big opportunity for the youths to get into this space. And a lot of them are already doing this. Number two, land is becoming an issue with the population growth. Um, so there is an opportunity for the youth to, you know, think outside the box. Uh, most of them have started doing hydrophonics, which is a good thing. Um, and I believe um, that is the way to go. And with a little space, they're able to produce more. Then lastly, with quality standards, um, Africa is growing. We are realizing, you know, the importance of having food safety in place. Um, so with the youth and the information that they have, uh, we are at a position where African states can, you know, put in place um, some regulations that will not, um, that will ensure that the food that gets into the African market is actually of quality standards. And so the youths are able to do this in the right way and be able to achieve uh, the market standards that are required. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. So with the right information, access to finance, and the, the will to do it, I think tomorrow's youth in Africa can start to cultivate careers and not, not just crops. So we go beyond just producing. Thank you, Henry, for joining us on today's podcast. Please let our listeners know more about how they can access information uh, about the work that you do. Thank you, Elizabeth. You can get more information on Generation Africa by visiting our website. That's www.genafrica.org. 
or our social media handles LinkedIn um, at Generation Africa, Twitter at Go Getters Africa with a double T, and the platform is gogetters.africa. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks again, Henry. And for um, for our listeners, you can find out more information on Microsafe's work in youth employment and agriculture by visiting our website at www.microsafe.net and follow us as well on social media. Until the next time. Music